Good morning. It's Breakfast at Fitness. I'm Mike Fisher, your trusty and trusted quarter. A quickie this morning as we walk you through the clinching, the MVP race, and Brazil. Uh, this is the fishbowl. That is the star. We'll be with uh, Big Mike here in a couple hours. We'll be in the locker room and on the practice field as well. Uh, Brianne Maranthus, Richie Witt, Mike Fisher, and the 75-member staff all on the scene at the star. If you're in the neighborhood, uh, wave at us. Get in, get on, be good. Bring something of intellect to the table and let's roll. Oh, by the way, the Uncle Fish store with uh, 12 days of fishmas. So go in there and get you something. Uh, let's begin with the clinching scenarios. And the easy one, you just take care of your own business. Beat the Bills or tie. And the Cowboys clinch the playoffs. There are a total of 14 scenarios. I will say this. Uh... Don't be a slappy and fall for the back end of the playoffs junk. Oh, and do smash that like button, please. Uh, the algorithms will respond. YouTube will give you what you want in terms of quality cowboy programming if you hit the like button, and that is a fact. Would you please, either during or after uh, the presentation of this program, also subscribe to what we do here. Almost 70,000 fish heads in Cowboy Nation. Maybe we'll get there by, uh, I don't know, 2024? You don't care how you get in. The preferred path, of course, is you storm into the playoffs. You win four in a row to close the season. In I did a study. This goes back a few years. Probably need to update this. Uh, and and this this went over the course of uh, much of Tom Landry's career. So you know it was a it was a twenty year look at how the Cowboys and other teams do when they close hot or otherwise. And I established again I need to update it. Football might be different now, but plenty of teams went to the Super Bowl after finishing the season. One and two, one and one, oh and one. Plenty of teams had postseason success, even though they didn't close out the season strong. So while that's preferred, and of course in the Cowboys particular case, it's really preferred because you are bidding for the top slot in the NFC. Without even worrying, by the way, about the 49ers at this point. Uh, they have the Ravens on their schedule. So they have their challenges. Uh, the desire for the Eagles to go to Seattle and stumble around against a good Seattle team, that, that, that doesn't seem very possible right now because right now Seattle's not a very good team. A lot of infighting there. Our friend KJ Wright played there a decade for Pete Carroll coming out and saying, basically, the locker room's a mess. There's no leadership. Uh, Pete Carroll is sick and tired of trying to preach and these guys won't listen. Uh, and they've lost four straight. Yeah. The Eagles have lost two straight. That's bad. The Seahawks have lost four straight. So if you get help, great. Uh, you can't particularly count on it. If somebody else wins and that sets you up to be in the playoffs, take it. There is no backing in. There is just in. That's all that matters. Eric M., are we going to be saying we miss Hankins up the middle on Monday morning? I hope not. Uh, 
obviously the Bills would like to be uh, a, a balanced offense. And to some degree, Cook has given them some of that. But this is still a sling it around Buffalo Bills offense with Josh Allen. Uh, and so I don't know that they're going to gash you and win. The question is, and this takes us to the second issue of the day, is Josh Allen going to sling you around to a win? Uh, I said this going into the season, and I meant it as a compliment to Dak Prescott, and I guess I still do. The similarities between those two quarterbacks coming into the season uh, are self-evident to me. Uh, Josh Allen has MVP-level MVP talent and has leadership qualities and clearly has a, I'll do anything it takes to win. And then also, he has a, potent, a, a, a uh, bad habit of being loose with the football and not just loose throwing it, loose carrying it. And so when people were saying Dak's a turnover machine, I'm saying in fairness, if you're going to say that about Dak Prescott circa 2022, you have to say it about Josh Allen and his entire career. And yet he is their Superman. Uh, they are seven and six and their defense is battered. Got all kinds of injuries on the defense. Um, their weaponry, which when it's rolling in Buffalo, when it's rolling in Buffalo, their weaponry looks pretty special. But then you'll have games where Gabe Davis doesn't catch a ball. <clears throat> um, Dalton Kincaid, the tight end who's not just a tight end, the rookie, um, he could do some scary things. But, you know, he's not going to the Pro Bowl. Uh, James Cook's not going to the Pro Bowl. And in recent weeks, we've seen Stephon Diggs not put up gigantic numbers. Um, he he's the breakout guy. Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs is the scariest thing about the Bills. But this is, in a lot of ways, a Dak Prescott versus Josh Allen. Not that it's as important as the game. It's not. It's not even close to as important as the game. But this does figure to be a MVP tipping point game. And Jason... Lathan, Uncle Fish Premium. Hey, how do I get to circle in the star? Ask the fellas. They'll show you how. How easy we forget, how quickly we forget that Dak Prescott last year was coming off the hand injury. There's no question that the 15 interceptions for Dak Prescott's offense, not just him, Dak Prescott's offense, there's no question that they were related to some degree to him sometimes throwing with four and a half fingers. I think that's true. Also, though, related to confidence, game script, offensive coordinator and play calling, all that stuff. Captain Cowboy, Josh Allen is the most overrated player in the NFL. I'm not sure uh, what you're basing that on. Uh, I am sure, with all due respect, Captain, to your uh, qualified opinion, that you're going to be sitting on the edge of your seat on Sunday, right? Mark 27, Dax better than Allen. As Mickey Spagnola used to like to say on the radio, I guess we'll find out, won't we? 
<laughs> I, I can't sit here today. I can sit here today and say which one is more deserving of MVP votes today. Dak is leading Josh Allen in MVP votes and should. Uh, but no, I cannot, I, I cannot sit here today and say that it's quite clear that on Sunday, the Cowboys will make it apparent that Dak Prescott is better than Josh Allen. I, I, I'm not sure I'll buy that. Uh, Eric M., somebody was saying on the NFL radio on Sirius, if Josh Allen wins this game and sweeps the rest of the games, he wins MVP. Uh, and uh, Eric makes a, a goofball face. That's not wrong, is it? Um, one of the Philadelphia Eagles guys uh, at, at the whip, uh, and he's got to just be a troll. This is the same guy that before the Cowboys-Eagles game said every general manager in the NFL would take the Eagles roster over the 49ers roster or the Cowboys roster. And I finally I couldn't take it anymore. And I finally tweeted back at him saying, can you please identify the 32 general managers that you've spoken to about this? He did not reply. If the Cowboys run the table and are still the fifth seed, Dak Prescott will win MVP. And this guy, Elliot, is his name. This guy was saying, you can't give the MVP to a fifth seed. There, there's no, without having done history on it, good morning, sir, without having done history, because it does seem like most of the MVPs, in my, in my mind's eye, Guys that win the MVP are doing it on the best team in the conference, maybe. But you can be the fifth seed and be the second best team in the conference. Easily. And we're, we, we might very well see that unfold. The Cowboys right now absolutely could say they're better than the Eagles head to head even though by the time the season's over, they might not be better than the Eagles in the standings. If Dak Prescott runs the table, he wins MVP. I'm jacked. Me too. Uncle Fish Premium. Does record play into MVP voting? It, it's whatever the voters say it is. There's no, uh, there's no framework. There's no defined rules, whatever they say it is. Being on TV matters. It's really hard to win MVP if nobody ever sees you play. If Dak Prescott runs the table, he wins MVP. So in fairness, if Josh Allen runs the table and still doesn't have the Bills win the AFC East because the Dolphins, well, uh, the Dolphins are just, uh, they don't have a gigantic gap. Two games up? The, the Bills could be the fifth seed in the AFC. And if Josh Allen and the Bills run the table, he there's every reason to vote for him for MVP. So this is a finish line in a sense. Not that the season and the, all the voting's finished, but the quarterback that loses this game, he might be finished as an MVP candidate. Simon Garza, Uncle Fish Premium. Buenos dias, Cabeza de Pescado y Tío Pescador. That's my Spanish. Fish, what's the latest on the secret weapon that is Martavis Bryant? 
says Frederick, checking in from Madrid. I wish we could speak Spanish together, Frederick. So I can tell you in Spanish, there's no secret. There's no weapon. There's no latest. We did put a story up at CowboysSI.com because you guys asked for it. What about the Chargers poaching him? What about it? Uh, first of all, again, if a team wants to add Martavis Bryant or anybody else in the Cowboys practice squad to their team, they have to put him on the 53-man roster. Is that where the Chargers are now? They want a soon-to-be 33-year-old receiver who hadn't played in four years, and they want to put him on the active roster? There's a reason he's not on the Cowboys active roster, and the answer is a simple one, because he's not good enough. For the Cowboys to, to block that move, they'd have to move him to the active roster, theirs, giving them seven receivers on their 53. Right? That's not happening. They already can't give a uniform to Jalen Brooks. So now they would just have healthy scratches every year, of, uh, every week of Jalen Brooks and Martavis Bryant. Furthermore, because the Cowboys, if they have any room at the end for a roster move, and they're going to have to, because Carl Davis is coming up 6'5", 330, defensive tackle, because Hankins is probably going to be unavailable this week, almost certainly. Up comes Carl Davis, probably on Saturday. And that fills out the 53. They need a number one nose tackle way more than they need a number seven wide receiver. And finally, I told you <laughs> about Brazil. And I'm, I'm looking at Twitter. I'm uh, uh, in the cesspool of Twitter at Fish Sports. I'm seeing all these big shot national writers saying, Cowboys to Brazil? Cowboy. And I... I I didn't have a big enough mop and broom to go in there and clean it all up. So I'm just going to do it here. I'm going to repeat what I said last night. And then I'm going to punctuate it with what Jerry says about it, proving that I'm right. There's a shock. The Brazil as a marketing territory, number one, belongs to the Dolphins. So the inside trap to play in that game, if you want to play in that game, belongs to the Dolphins. Secondly, it's an NFC home game. The league has already announced that. So if you're going to have the Dolphins in the game, it's Dolphins at blank. Well, the Cowboys don't play the Dolphins next year. So it can't be Dolphins at Cowboys. And number three, the Cowboys don't want to play in these games. And they damn sure don't want to give up home games at AT&T Stadium. And I said that last night. Now, part of Jerry's point is that kind of, we don't, we're, we're different. The Cowboys are different. We don't need it. We, we need we need AT&T Stadium. We get revenue from AT&T Stadium. We're not going to give up a home game. Now, he also said, in addition to the, quote, natural synergy and affinity with our fan base at AT&T Stadium, cha-ching. Uh, uh, Mr. Media, uh, just chain us girls, and I'm smiling when I say this. Uh, I got a lot of business in Brazil. 
I'm one of the largest automobile dealers there is in Brazil. Wait, what? That's right. And I joke about Jerry, only it's I'm not really trying to be funny. He's got revenue streams that he doesn't even know he's got. The Jones family is sitting on land that has oil in it that they haven't even tapped yet. But boy, oh boy, now we find out that Jerry has tapped Brazil. Why? Car dealerships. <laughs> so Jerry knows his way around Brazil. But the only way that he, if he gets his vote, and he often does in this league, when, when the NFL is ready to have an NFC team play in Mexico City, especially if the AFC team is the home game, is the home team. So Jerry and the Cowboys don't have to give up an AT&T game, but get to play on the road at Mexico City, sign him up. But Jerry is not naive as to the world of Brazil. Uh, Mr. Mike, uh, 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 just between us girls, <laughs> just Gene and Han here, but I got uh, one of the leading uh, car automobile uh, dealers in Brazil. Jerry, use car salesman in Brazil. And why are you not shocked? Fish out.